Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change, but your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting, in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the green room. Ray Liotta has been one of Hollywood's go-to actors for over 40 years. And in this episode, we're going to share a few of our favorite performances from the late actor. Stay with us. Get ready for the 3324 Podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper share their love of all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff. And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums, films, and much more. Welcome, friends, to this very special episode of the 3324 Podcast. Dean Legiro here with you as always, and Eric here with us as always as well. We come Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Memorial Day. I <laughs> uh, got my Jaws t-shirt on. Uh, haven't is it watched Memorial it yet. Day? Is that what today is? It, it depends well, on when somebody's <laughs> listening to it. Could be 4th of July today, depending on, you know, well, especially well, with I guess the Jaws t-shirt. Well, this is how when we're recording it. Let's put it that way. I, Memorial I, I Day. Know. Yeah. We, we, we took time off. We put the hot dogs and hamburgers away, shut the grill down. That's right. Finished the macaroni salad. <laughs> it came up and, and we're recording. Yep. Didn't even, have, uh, were, we, didn't even have a lot of beer. Just, you know, just yeah, maybe a I one or two. You, I understand you totally left your barbecue. Didn't even tell anybody. You just right. walked away and came up here, <laughs> which is exactly what I did to my family too. So we're of the same ilk. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we have priorities and our priority is delivering what we feel is the best in music and movie podcasting to you each and every week. So you can find us on Social media at 3324 Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So go there. A lot of fun. A lot of great stuff. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, on, on your mobile device, you can go in and, and give us a, a, a rating of mm. five stars. Yeah. Um, why not? I think give five is that a, five star rating. Dean yeah. wants that five star rating. <laughs> I, we don't, I don't want it. We don't mess we around. We need it. We, <laughs> you need us on that, on that Spotify app. Uh, okay. That's your Jack? Are you, are you, are you that's, bringing that's Jack back? Thank you. You got it. You got it. See, it works. Sometimes it works, right? I know it's, what you're doing. Hey, I, you know, you know, to, you know, convince don't let me. The other, don't let the other guests influence you that my impressions are not good. I never see. They're okay. The record, they're, they're mediocre. The record, I never said anything. I never said. But you, you know. laughed. I saw you on camera <laughs> laughing at me. I always laugh. <laughs> if I'm not laughing, I'm crying. I, what are you laughing to? Laugh <laughs> So we, we've got a very special episode. We're not going to be talking about a particular movie or a particular album for the whole yeah. show. Um, uh, we lost one, one of one of uh, one of the great actors of our time. Yeah. Uh, Ray Liotta. Uh, and one of our favorite actors, I believe, oh, as absolutely. well. Yeah. Um, we had we had already done an episode of Goodfellas. So we're not going to talk really uh, about Goodfellas that much, if, if at all. You can go back and reference that episode. We spent a lot of time with a lot of great guests uh, chatting about that. So what yeah. we want to do, um, you know, Eric and I, we, we picked just like three of our favorite films where it's not like a top three. We're not going to do it that way. We're, we're, you know, we just want to kind of talk about some of our favorite performances, uh, fr from Ray Liotta and, and really kind of, kind of honor his legacy because he is, and he was so much more than Goodfellas. Uh, you know, um, Goodfellas was, you know, it's an iconic movie for any actor that, you know, that's in that, mm -hmm. uh, and it casts a big shadow. It really you know, does, and, yeah. You know, just because of its, its and its impact and its and its legend and and mythos or whatever, it is only grows as the years go on, and its reverence and its influence continues. And um, Ray Liotta was so much more than that. 
you know, he, he really was. And, he, I, in, and when you, you look at his filmography, he actually really kind of took steps to not become that pigeonholed actor because you make a movie like Goodfellas, you can pretty much write your ticket doing other mob knockoff movies, mob comedies, right? You see a lot of those actors, whenever there's a monster, yeah. in a, you know, like in a, even if it's in a comedy, they use them right. like analyze this. You, you can probably build a career on that. And a lot of those guys do, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Ray Liotta really was a truly an actor who yeah. was always looking to do different things, so many different genres that he just put himself out there. And, and, and not only, you know, a lot of his movies were not big movies and a lot of them were not big box office films. Right. <clears throat> but he was, you know, he, he dedicated himself to each role no matter what. And that was the thing. He wasn't a paycheck actor, even though he was very prolific. Um, he was, wasn't a paycheck actor. I don't think. No. Um, that's not to say that, I mean, he's done, <clears throat> you know, because I, I, I suppose because of the strength of Goodfellas, but that's not to say that he didn't do a lot of the, you know, those type of roles, but some of those, you know, performances are, are movies that you, you, we really are not that familiar with. Uh, I know he's done a lot of that kind of stuff in the later years. And, you know, so perhaps that was like studios coming to him and saying, Hey, look, you know, here, here it is. Here's a paycheck or something, you know, like well, it was the, at, at we, that we point about, in time. We yeah, talked but about not, it before we went on, right? The, pro, yeah. the proliferation of streaming right. and, and different platforms and services kind of just opened up the, uh, the opportunities for actors. You didn't have to wait for like a big Hollywood budget, budget right. film because because the, the business changed. So yeah, if you look at his filmography, like 2005 past, it's a lot of stuff you probably never heard of, but that's just because these movies didn't need big dis distribution like like how you yeah. know the, like I said the business changed. It on, did on the, on, on the whole. It, it became did. a and different thing. And well, even, that used to be frowned upon. Used to be frowned upon doing direct to video or doing this. And and no, it just became. This is how the business is now. Yeah, I mean, I I myself, I mean, I have to admit there were a few roles that of movies that he was in that I kind of just ignored because I figured, well, yeah, he's playing in yet another. Uh, convict or another, mm -hmm. you know, or, or, or he is a gangster or he's a crooked cop or, but he always came at it with a different angle. He always yeah. tried to find a different point of view. And I, and I realized that in some of the performances that we'll, we'll be talking about, I'm sure. Um, so but, yeah, let, uh, let, yeah, let me give a little, just a little small biography, just to kind of set everybody up and then, and then we'll kind of, I, I think we'll, we'll kind of roll off our, our film. We, we pick three. Uh, we'll yeah. kind of just, go you know we'll see if there's anything that's that matches and then we'll kind of talk about those and then we'll go through the other one so uh he was born raymond allen leota in newark new jersey december 18th 1954 um he was actually left abandoned at an orf orphanage and mm. he was adopted when he was six months old and he also has an adopted sister linda <clears throat> in the 2000s he did go seek out his natural parents <clears throat> and found yeah. out that there were other siblings that he had there um he eventually attended the university of miami graduated in 1978 and then decided to, you know, he was doing some acting there, uh, moved back to this area, but he moved to New York City. Uh, and then his first real jobs or his first real work was, of course, if you're in New York, where do you start? You start on a soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> and he was on Another <laughs> yep. World. And I don't mean right. a different planet, but the, the soap opera Another World, which yeah. back in the 80s, like soap operas were everything. Like there was every channel, every station had three or four different soaps. Yep. Uh, and Another World was, was one of those big ones. So he was he was on that. Uh, he did some other. There was actually a um, a TV series of Casablanca with yeah, David Soul, and he was, he, Soule, he was that's right. He played the role of Sasha, and it, it only <laughs> ran for. It was like they filmed five episodes, and it ran for three before they pulled it, and then they showed the yeah, other that, two. So that idea. Um, he, he's got the. He probably thought then probably oh wow I got a I got a series I got a, a primetime thing Casablanca yeah. David Soul. Back then, still Starsky and Hutch, you know, he was kind of a big TV name, mm -hmm. uh, and and it takes place like a year before the the film Casablanca, so it's kind of like a prequel. And yeah. three episodes in, they they dump it. Yeah, it wasn't a very. Uh, as they, I they recall, I think I watched maybe the first episode. I was I they was toss done. It. <laughs> I was done. I was like, this is not a good idea. Scatman uh, Crothers in, in the uh, in the role of Sam. Yeah, uh, it just kind of you know, yeah. and Dave, you know, David Soul. No, nothing against David Soul, but he's uh, he's no Bogart. I'm sorry. Oh, I love. Yeah, exactly. I mean, night and day. <laughs> he's yeah. just you know, he doesn't fit the bill. I would have rather, I'd rather see Ray Liotta play. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I can't. I, I mean, I can see it. I can't I can picture. I, see it. 
I can't picture Humphrey Bogart singing "Don't Give Up on Us, Baby." So um, <laughs> that's a little deep cut for the David Soul fans. But um, so you uh, posted on our social media, yeah, uh, on our Facebook page uh, yesterday. As a matter of fact, that's right. Um, that you you know usually watch a, a Criterion film where you try to each Sunday try and pick something, and you yeah, and you, I, post, you put it up there. Uh, and yesterday's choice was something wild. That's right. Uh, not, I don't mean the, that the movie was something wild, but that's the title that's the of the title film, of the film. Something Wild, which was, yep. was directed by Jonathan Demi. Is is that one of the roles? You, is that one of the films you chose? It is. Okay, it so is. Why, I, why, that's why, why I didn't that really that? have much to say about it. Usually, I write a little something about yeah. the film. You know, you know you're saving little, it for this. That's I'm saving it for this. Yeah. So I just, you know, I just put for Ray, and yeah, yeah. it's it, it definitely came to mind because it's one of his first roles. Yeah, first film roles. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the story went that he was uh, he knew Melanie Griffith. They had gone into acting. You know, they were in acting uh, classes together and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, a, a lot of their like the circle of friends that he had uh, p- kind of pushed him into, you know, you should do that role. And he's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, but they get, you know, they got somebody else already. I don't want to I don't want to get the role because I know Melanie Griffith. Yeah. You know, she apparently had some pull. Mm-hmm. in the film like you know she uh she she talked to jonathan demi she wasn't getting along i think she had a, like a personal history with the guy that actually was cast mm-hmm. um as uh ray sinclair who was you know his uh who was her ex-husband and who was also an ex-con and uh you know so a, a real real tough guy um and so yeah so she talked to jonathan demi and they and he came in for an audition and and the rest is history and he goes, yeah, that's that's how I got that one, but uh, but I, I, that's a quirky little movie from '86. I, I, I you yeah. know, it's. I remember uh, I saw it on VHS. I didn't see it in the theater, but I did yeah. rent it when it when it after it came out. Right. I remember being terrified by him. Like <laughs> he's intense. He's yeah. Intense. I, I was like, what the hell is up yeah. with this guy? Like, especially with, you know, with Jeff Daniels, who's playing a real lightweight in it the is. film. It, so so anything no. heavier than that is go- is also going to be bring a lot more weight to it. Well, it kind of reminds me of another film, After Hours. It's got it's kind of like that weird sort of like surreal circumstances that this mm-hmm. guy, he's kind of like he's uh, his wife had left him. Um, he's kind of lost in his job. He's you know, and this girl like he meets this girl in a diner, and and she decides to take him on this road trip, and she you know it's like a wild ride, and he's just so oblivious and naive, and and it just go it just gets crazy, and it's it's, it's supposed to be a comedy. I guess, but by the end of the thing, you're like, "What the?" F- yeah, and then the Ray Liotta comes in. Ray Liotta, I mean, yeah, he or, come, when he shows uh, up, forget about all, all like everything changes. It's like a completely different. Yeah, it's just like well, the the menace and the threat. Well, even but even, but is, Ray Liotta. But the thing of it is, is that he's funny. <laughs> he, he's charming. Like like my wife, yeah. we were watching it, and she's like, you know, I hate this guy, but I love him because he's Ray Liotta. Like you, you, yeah. you no matter what he, you know, he's such a scumbag, but. You love him, like you just, yeah. you know, and, and it and, should be a yeah. throw. It should be a throwaway role. It really could be someone that's exactly. forgettable. Could have been anybody, right? Yeah, it could. Yeah. It could be just like you know, Robert Davi or one of those character <laughs> actors that you kind of throw, like that you kind of throw in, like when you want, exactly. like the built, when yeah. you want the built-in menace. But he's got that, like you said, he's oh, got that like he's got that likable face, but then he can also kind of turn on you. Uh, but well, but there's the scene you know? with the girl, like there's like this young girl that in a gift shop that he like he charms to help him out at, at one point you think he's being real sleazy with her. He's probably, he probably did mm-hmm. something with her, but they don't show it. Um, but uh, it, it's that kind of thing where it's like, she's taken in by him. Cause he's just, you know, he's got the looks, he's got the charm, but he's, he's just, he's ruthless. He's just a scumbag. And Oh my God. And by the end of it, and it, it just gets violent. Yeah. What I don't want to, you know, give too much away. I mean, I I would recommend this movie for, for yeah. sure. If anybody yeah, hasn't a, seen it, check great it out. Scene when they're in the diner. Yeah. Oh, with, yeah. With, with the cop, with the with cops the cop. are in the diner, yep. and and, yep. he, and Jeff Daniels kind of is finally asserting some, some control, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Well, you know, you you know, I'm sure that car out there is 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 hot. I want that. You've got, you got yeah, a, I'm, multiple concealed weapons on you, and and meanwhile, and there's like cops sitting at like a booth. Of, right. He's, he's like, like hey, I want hey, Lulu. Officer. I want to take her. He's like, Oh, is yeah. that the name you're using this yeah. week? And you know, like, <laughs> and his yeah. laugh. He's already got that. He's always got that laugh. <laughs> he's always got that. He already has that. He already had that Henry Hill laugh. Like. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> I, just, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. You know, you, it, you know it, what it reminded me of when I, when I thought about, I was thinking about it earlier. I was thinking about like, like people, like actors that kind of get that, get that opportunity and, and make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, who, who 
I think he set the the standard for it, but I think what a good match is um is Brad Pitt and Thelma and Louise. Yes. Right? It was a yes. throwaway it was a throwaway role. It was like a small thing, but Brad Pitt was so impactful in it. Yeah. That people like a lot of people were were like going to the film whatever, but everybody was talking about Brad Pitt in this very small role. And and I think it's the same thing. I think it was the like Ray Liotta kind of did oh, the same definitely. thing yeah. earlier. Where he, you know, it's a, a smaller role that, that is not a bit, you know, filled by a big star, but comes in and just really makes a big impression. That's like, wow, holy crap! But I'm, I'm, you know? I'm, I'm confident, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure that this role got some attention. Oh, absolutely! Direct. I mean, I'm sure Martin Scorsese had seen this film, and and, and as a matter of fact, I, here's a fun fact. I, you know, they wanted, um, I believe that they wanted to get Scorsese to direct it, but he was doing After Hours at the time. So, uh, so it's, that's, that's a little ironic to me, but it's, it's yeah, very similar, cool, but, 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 you know, Hey, you know, he probably yeah, saw the quirky. film quirky, but he, you know, that performance, I think got him some, uh, some pay dirt <laughs> as it were. Yeah, well, it was, I mean, it was some, it, some really, really great roles to come. So yeah, yeah it was his, it was the second, it was his second feature film. Then he did a short film. Then he did a film called Dominic and Eugene, which yeah. uh, I, I had seen years ago when, when it was out, that was him and Tom Hulse. Uh, then we get to 1988. I'm sorry, we get to 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, is is this one of the? Is this on your list for performances? Field of Dreams is my first one. It's not actually. I wrote down. It, okay, it was. I was thinking about it, but I figured, yeah. you know, Field yeah. of Dreams is just uh, an amazing film, and you know, he's not in it a lot, but mm-hmm. he's in it enough. And and I watched all the three films I picked. I watched over the weekend. I actually want, wanted to revisit each one and kind of give it the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first thing I noticed in Field of Dreams is actually the credits. They're going through, you know, starring Kevin Costner, da, 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 da. They go through everybody. And then after that, then they say, and Ray Liotta. Yeah. And Burt Lancaster. And that's usually reserved for like a, a bigger actor. Like, um, I think like in Pulp Fiction, they go through all the things and then they say, and Bruce Willis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually reserved for a bigger actor. I don't understand how Ray Liotta got the billing of and Ray Liotta because this was only his fourth film and the first three were big roles. Right. But but, like but, said, he was, that, but that intensity like that. Like somebody, he, somebody, somebody definitely noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they they originally wanted, you know, he plays Shoeless Joe Jackson. If you haven't seen Field of Dreams, we'll, we'll probably do an episode at some point. And it's a fantasy. It's definitely a guy's tearjerker film you know yeah uh, it's it's the one that guys love because it's about dads it's about baseball and it's about right. fantasy um so he and so he's got kind of a you know a, a, a tough job as an actor to play somebody that's not real but is in a real world but doesn't mm-hmm. really know what is going on as well because as shoeless joe jackson he's he's a ghost and he comes out from the cornfield and yeah, um, I got a fun fact for you is actually Shoeless Joe Jackson was was bats, batted left handed. Yes. And it always bothered it always bothered Ray Liotta. And this is how much of an actor he was. It bugged him because he, he, he got with a lot of baseball trainers, but he just could not make the switch over to left handed batting. So, that you know, like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, they're like, you know, what, just just do it right handed. It's fine. But, you know, obviously people are going to give you crap about it. But it always bugged him as an actor. Yeah. He wanted that authenticity. He wanted it to to be as it was, you know, he goes, and then there's that I, one, the, the great scene when, when he first comes out of the corn and, and uh, Costner's first trying to hit, hit some balls and then he's pitching to him. And, and there's a scene from behind home plate where Costner pitches to Ray Liotta and hits a line drive, almost hits Costner, hits like the bag of balls. <laughs> yeah. and fall. That was unscripted. They, they left that yeah. in and Costner just got up and kind of <laughs> continued acting, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, and, and you, like you said, the, the Ray Liotta laugh shows up in this one too. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, we we're going to ask Ty Cobb, but you know, none of, none of us can stand the son of a bitch. Really really <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got that, that you know, he's, he's, so he could do it all. Like, and that was the thing too, is they wanted him for this movie. Cause he, cause he, he brings that ambiguity of he, is he, a, is right. he a, is this a, is Joe, Joe, Shoeless Joe a nice guy? Is he a mean guy? Yeah. Ray Liotta can, can kind of, kind of trot that line. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and Phil, not, I mean, Phil Robinson was like, yeah, like like you mentioned, like he's like, I want to do this. I want to, I want to, you know, switch, you know, my batting stance and all that. He goes, yeah, you know, Sula Show ain't going to come back from the dead and walk out of a field. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> so I thought that was funny. But I, you know, here's another fun fact: he's never seen the film Ray Liotta. He had never well, seen it. Wow. He actually, I think he, t- I think he had taken his mom to see uh-huh. it. 
and she got sick. I think she was really ill at the time, and, uh-huh. and uh, they they left the theater, and he he never watched it ever since. Wow. He says it was it's a very personal decision why I I don't I I, I don't want to visit this film, and he didn't elaborate, um, <clears throat> but apparently yeah, and yeah. you know he didn't even I, he was even skeptical of the script. I think he was just kind of like this is really silly. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and on its face, <laughs> but, you know, it, it is. Yeah, you know if, if you describe it to somebody. That's yeah, that's exactly a baseball field, and, and and these guys come out from the corn, and then the, a, a writer gets kidnapped, and and yeah, it, it's pure fantasy. But when you're watching it, it it just the way it unfurls in front of you, and it's a great film. I, yeah, I, and how you know, he I just love kinda, the sentimentality. I love the the story. Yeah. It's just a really great tall tale. Yeah, just how um, they talk about the love. You know, when when Ray Liotta of course, gets, the love is, of the is, game. Yeah, is, is <laughs> saying those lines. He goes, "Did you ever hold a baseball to your 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 mm-hmm. face or the glove to your face and smell it?" The romance of it. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. he really he yeah. really delivers that. He, you know, he goes, "I would have played for yeah. nothing." He, you know, yep. he really kind of he anchors that character as not just a oh a Casper. He's like oh Casper like a ghost. Yeah, he he brings he brings life to that you know to that character and and how oh there was eight of us. Is it okay if they come as well? Yeah. So there is that, you know, it's, it's lighthearted, but, but it's, but it is dramatic as well. And, 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 and Ray Liotta kind of dances that line, you know? Yeah. How could, how could you, how could you not do a film with James Earl Jones and Burt Lancaster? I mean, come on, you know, it's like, that was Lancaster's last film, I think. And Lancaster had to be proud. I think he turned it down and someone said, you got to do this film. Like, you know, you you know, so good in it. You yeah, know, like's the thing. It's like he gave. Oh, it's such a, a heart. It's a really stuck in her throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely. I don't know if I mean it's been a while since I've seen I've seen it, but yeah. um, uh, it's a movie that I like. I said it's it's a kind of like it's a it's a wonderful it's like a Capra movie kind of yeah. Capra esque like that. It's, it, yes, it's it, it's is it corny? Sure. But it, it you get something out of it, you know. It's, yeah. it's one At of the, the end, great it, it, positive. Yeah, there's not know, a dry films. eye in the theater. We won't Absolutely. give it away yeah. if you've never seen it. But uh, yeah. there, there's not a dry eye at the end, especially if you're a guy. It's definitely a guy. You know, it's gonna pull a guy. Guys that don't cry, uh, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna extract a single tear from you. Yeah, it, it will definitely do it. So yeah, Field of Dreams was one of mine. Like like I said, a short. Uh, not it, it's not a cameo, but uh, he he definitely has some impact there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, what else do you have? I have one, I have my other two films that I picked were from the nineties. So, yeah, I have one from 2001 yeah. and, okay, so- uh, it's, uh, blow ah. with Johnny Depp. He was um, very prolific that year in, in, in the year he did blow. He also did Hannibal. Yeah. Right. Where, where, yeah. where Anthony Hopkins ate his brain. Ray Liotta's eating his own and brain. <laughs> and, and he was, and he was still like awake for it. Yeah. Then he did Heartbreakers, which was a comedy with Gene Hackman and, and That's Sigourney right. Weaver. Yeah. Then he did Blow with Johnny Depp. Yeah. And, and this was a really great performance because it, it, yeah. it, it, it calls back to uh, De Niro's um, Bronx Tale in the sense where he plays Johnny Depp's dad. And Johnny, of course, Johnny Depp plays, you know, he plays uh, George Young. Is it Young? Is it pronounced yeah, Young or Jung? I, I, I forget, I forget but, um, <laughs> and he plays his dad and all he ever wants is to, you know, he wants, wants the best for his son and he's a hardworking guy. He's a tough guy. I mean, he's got that, you know, mm-hmm. that swagger. He's got the bravado. He's, you know, but he, he, he could de- he could definitely tell he's worked his ass off just to give him a good life. And he becomes like the, one of the biggest, you know, drug, <laughs> drug, you know, drug dealers. And yeah, it's America. based on a like, true story as well. On a so. true story. Yeah. It's like taking his stuff right out of South America and he's, and he's gotten, he's filthy rich and he's, you know, and the, and it just, the performance is just so, you know, he has, he has that one scene where he's in the parking lot and he's got all his cars and he's walking with him. He's like, it's not the thing. It's not the life I would have chosen for you, but who am I? You know, like he's trying to say something there. I guess he's, you know, in a way he's impressed. He's trying to tell him he's kind of, he's proud of him, but yeah. I guess, but, but at the, on the other hand, it's like he's disappointed <laughs> at the same time because you're a drug dealer, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what, what a, it's a very understated performance, but, but it's just really one that is just, it shows the, um, like I said, like that he still has that tough toughness to him, you know, that, 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 you know, and it, it, you know, there's just no BS with him. It's like that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that kind of guy, like he, the way he is. And but, yeah, but he had a hard life. 
Yeah. And he just wants the best for his son, but not like this necessarily. But, you know, but yeah, it's just, you know, and again, another film that comes to mind was Catch Me If You Can. Yep. Remember with uh, Chris, you know, Chris Walken was like that type of, he was, uh, you know, where, where are you going tonight? Where are you going? Yeah. You know, like, you know, it, you just, it's heartbreaking, you know, as a you father. Fall into a bucket of cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's heartbreaking to see though, because, you know, you're, as a father, you want the best for your kids and you want them to be better. Is. Exactly. And it's, 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 it's tough. It's, yeah. you know, it's a tough call. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that was a really good film. Yeah. I, I saw that back, 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 back. But again, day. but that, that to me was like, you know, at that point it was, it was Scorsese. And, and then of course, you know, uh, also Tarantino were making all these kinds of films were coming out. So to mm. me, it, it kind of had like the, you know, the, the effect of Goodfellas and, you know, those, those. Yeah. You know, well, for Johnny Depp too. I mean, that stigma. was, in, that was in, in yeah. Depp's prime. Yeah. Prime era of be- before he started doing all the pirates films, he was still doing a lot of these quirky, right? Yeah, stra- you know, uh, fear and loathing and all this other stuff. And, and Blow was just another one in those lines of of, of choices that he was making. Probably one of his, I mean, um, you know, even though he's, cra- you know, it's kind of crazy his lifestyle right. that he's leading, but it's still one of his straighter roles. Like he's just, yeah. he's not like in, you know, a lot of makeup and no med, you know, like no <laughs> hat or makeup. And, yeah. and ironically <laughs> enough, uh, yeah. Blow was directed by Ted Demi, which Ted is Demi. Jonathan Demi's uh, brother. Um, actually, right? I is think his brother was, or cousin? No, I think it was his nephew. Nephew? Yeah, his nephew. Um, so yeah. he, who, who Jonathan Demi directed, really owed it in something. Wow. And Ted Demi uh, passed away. Passed away. I oh, am yeah. before Jonathan Demi, which was very young. Yeah, he passed yeah, away quite very young. young very young. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what what I liked another film that I liked was uh, Did you ever see Karina? Karina. From I have I know the film, Goldberg. but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it. You know, and, and that's the thing is is in the 90s, like I said, he was doing such different thing. Each, I mean, he was just, just like any I, different on, I had to be doing it on purpose. He was just taking, you know, one role, one movie, he plays a doctor. Then he he does No Escape where he's like on yeah. a planet in prison. And then he does Karina Karina in 1994 with Whoopi Goldberg and, and Tina Majorino, who you may remember from, I don't know, uh, from Waterworld. Mm-hmm. She was okay, the kid yeah. with the with the map on her back. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. So she. So and this is kind of a you know it takes place in the fifties, uh. And and Ray Liotta, you know, his wife dies, who's Tina Majorino's mother. So that he and and Ray Liotta is a jingle writer. So you get to hear Ray Liotta sing because he's got to write. He's right. He, j- he writes jingles. You know so what? It's kind I... of like Mad Men before Mad Men. Um, <laughs> so he's got like he's got to write one for Jello. So so part of it is him coming up with the jingle okay. for Jello and Instant Pudding and Mr. Potato Head and and all that. So it's got a lighthearted touch, but then it also does deal with interracial relationships because they do end up falling in love. And during the fifties, that was extremely frowned upon. It's like, oh, what you know, what what is going on? This is not. Even yeah. his family was kind of like, what are you doing? Why don't you find a quote unquote good girl or whatever? Right. Um, and it's a great performance by Whoopi Goldberg. Also, um, she kind of anchors the film because she's she kind of has to, you know, kind of solve the problem with the child of missing a mother. Mm-hmm. But then also they, these two fall in love. And again, it's just a different look from Ray Liotta playing a, a father who's trying to trying to kind of help his daughter along, but he's dealing with his own grief, you know, cause you know, the, the, the wound is so fresh from the wife dying. So he's, he's dealing with it with his own grief, yeah. but his daughter is, is in pain as well. And he's not really addressing her pain because he does he's having trouble dealing with his and they eventually kind of get to the point where they can kind of start to talk about it and, and kind of talk about their mother. He didn't want to, you know, he's really closed off and, and Whoopi Goldberg kind of comes in and, you know, uh, and there's a, it, there's a, you know, a couple, there's a lot of great scenes, but there's one really great scene towards the end of the film where Karina, Whoopi Goldberg, she's like the housekeeper. Yeah. But, you know, they start having her over for dinner and she start you know, like they, they listen to records together and, you know, all these things start happening. Um, and then he's, he's late, he's like running late for work and he put his jacket on and, you know, like the collar's not upright. So Whoopi Goldberg is like, is like fixing the collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like okay. they kiss each other goodbye, like like instinctively, like you would if it was your wife. And then they yeah. both like stop and they kind of like, what did we just do? Like because it was that like that instinct. And, and it was That's another insane. scene where yeah. where they're eating dinner and 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 you know the the daughter is like doing something and Ray's like, listen to your mother. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just a throwaway line that you almost don't catch, but the do- you know the daughter kind of caught it, and then she was smiling because she really likes Karina. 
Yeah. Um, so it was kind of just a great film. It's a sweet, it, it, yeah, sweet film. It deals with yeah. a serious subject, it, but it's really got a so familiar. Topic. It sounds like, so familiar. Like I, I, I probably did see it a long time ago. Definitely recommend when, um, you describing when he was a jingle writer. Yeah, right. I think those scenes come to mind. Who says uh, you shouldn't just, have instant pudding? You got yeah. you got you got to listen for that just for to hear him singing a jello <laughs> song. <laughs> a E L L O. Yeah, that's about as well. That's about as much as you're going to get from me as far as so, <laughs> so I would definitely, uh, definitely recommend that. And again, yeah. you, just a, just a small amount of films we're picking here mm-hmm. just shows you the, the depth. He's also done voice work for cartoons. He was on SpongeBob SquarePants. He was on The Simpsons. Uh, he was on Family Guy as well. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, video game work, uh, Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto, Auto, which is a gigantic you know, series for Xbox and PlayStation. It's it's one of the favorite roles. Apparently he's very, very popular in that. So, so he he not only did that and then he, then he started getting into uh, getting back into TV because that was one of the things too, right? Is like when you're an actor, you don't do TV, especially if you, if you're able to break out of that. Yeah. Started doing guest spots, you know, uh, Frazier, just shoot me. ER. He was actually on Hannah Montana as well. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so just all this, that just performance kind of, on ER was was I think he won an Emmy for that performance if about if I'm not mistaken it was because it was so good I I remember that episode mm-hmm. it was it was because he was he wasn't just like in it for like five he was it was he was in it the whole time and it was one of those episodes where I I think it was in real time mm-hmm. where he's actually dying like and they have to you know and he goes from being like really like a real jerk to everybody. <laughs> To, like by the end of it, he's just changed, and it's Hopefully. just oh my god, yeah, you, yeah, you need you need the the Kleenex next next to that one. I, I, I distinctly remember that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, usually when you when you're typecast as a, a tough guy or a heavy, yeah, hard to break out of that, or or you lean into it, right? You, you kind of into you it, kind of go into it. A tough guy because that'll make you a, that'll give you a career. A tough guy that's not afraid to show some emotion. That's yeah. what I like. I like, you know, I like when people kind of break through that barrier um, and, and, and are able to do that. And he he was, he was very able to do that, you know, because, you know, you, like I said, you, you could, he could have gotten typecasted and he probably did. And a lot of these, like, you know, like we talked about a lot of these, in these films, like the, he did appear as this guy, like they, then he want, they wanted him in Rat Pack. Because he wanted to, he wanted to play Frank Sinatra. And well, he he's didn't like, want I, to at first. He, no, he didn't. He's like, yeah. I, he's like, like how, he, how am I going to play Frank Sinatra? For, this was an HBO. Uh, this is back when HBO was really big into like making yeah. HBO movies, and people would go crazy for them. So they were going to do a Rat Pack film. Yeah, and they're like, right, we want you to play Frank Sinatra. He's like, what? Because I don't no. sing like him. I don't look like him. I don't know what you're, you know, what yeah, you're thinking like, why? here. Why me? Yeah, you know, and apparently is strange, he was, this wasn't the, that wasn't the first time either. There was apparently a something before that the HBO thing. I think it was a TV special or something like that, or a miniseries that they were looking to do about Frank Sinatra, and they asked him to do it. Then he's like, "No way, yeah. you know, no way." I, I don't, so I don't understand was, what, why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he relented, and he just and he did it, and he, you know, <laughs> it's odd, but you know. yeah, like like. But he and, and you know what? I think I think I saw an interview where he says, I'm, "But you know what? I'm an actor, so it's a challenge." Yeah, you know, and, and that's what yeah. it is. Is and that's what I appreciate about him, appreciate about him is if you go look at interviews, he takes the craft seriously. Yeah, um, he he really does, and he and he talks about the passion for acting, mm-hmm. and and how he does look at each role and, and try and find out what the triggers are or what the character is, um, which gave me a whole a whole new respect because it's it's again it's easy when you see somebody so prolific to think, okay, yeah, it's like whatever. Yeah, um, but and and he was very prolific, especially towards the end of his career. But what what do you have for for a, for your third? I'm one? kind of on the fence, but I, I think Uh-oh. I'm going to go with I, I was going to go with um with one, but I think I'm going to go with with uh, there was a little movie he did uh, recently in the last few years, a Marriage Story, where he plays a lawyer, a, a divorce lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because it's such a small role, yeah. but he's so good in it. It's like the, like he's, he's back. Like he's, you know, it's been a while since he's, I think he's done a few or he's done a few things, but you know, this is like a feature, 
Uh, this was a Netflix movie. Yeah, it was 20, movie. 2019. Netflix or, 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 or Amazon. It was one of those, right? It was no, it was Netflix. Netflix. It was Netflix. Yeah. And then they, and Criterion picked it up for their, you know, for their DVDs. But, um, yeah, but Scarlett um, Johansson and Adam Driver. And Adam Driver. Stars. And it's such a crazy, crazy. And it's another tearjerker, another, you know. <laughs> but when he, like, again, when he shows up, he gives it all his all and the intensity of, of like, he's really fighting for because he's Adam driver's lawyer. And he's just like, you know, really like going to like going to war <laughs> with uh, Laura Dern who plays Scar, you know, Scarlett Johansson's lawyer. Yeah. So in the courtroom, the back and forth between the two is just, and he just delivers so, so well. I mean, it's just, you know, the intensity and it's just the fight in him. And like, and you know, he stands up like, what the hell? You know, like, he's just like, I love when he like gets like real, like, like he starts yelling and it like, he's just, you know, it's like un, almost unhinged yeah. and he's, you know, because he's supposed to act that way as a lawyer, but mm-hmm. you know, but then he just like, you know, like lawyers do like just, okay, it was just an act, you know, it's like a yeah. more like an act kind of thing, but you know, part, it's like it's part of know, the job, part of the job, but it's yeah. like, he, you know, he does. And he, um, it was such a, again, very, very small role, but, a, a, but a memorable one. Yeah. And, and the, the, the other, that, the, other yeah. the other time he was in a courtroom in a film was Goodfellas, right? When he was uh, yeah, addressing right. the camera from the. <laughs> that's right. You know, was, uh, I, don't know, I don't know nothing yeah. about being no rat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, Mister Hill. Because rats will do anything to survive. I'm I'm curious to see what you're gonna your next choice will be, but I'll you should, I'll, you should know what it is. I'm, of course, I know what it is. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, it's a little movie called. I, I think it's called Copland, right? It is, is that, absolutely a, a that's the little movie that could called Copland. Absolutely my favorite. <laughs> I know it's one of your my favorite, favorite performance. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So there's no way that it yeah. wouldn't be one of my favorite Ray Liotta films of all that's time. That's right. And I, yep. I will advocate anytime I talk to somebody about like what's your favorite film, Copland is one of them. Yeah. Uh, and 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 when you've got a, a cast as heavy, yeah, as the cast you have, this is this was first of all James Mangold who now is known as, you know, he's directing, he's just finished directing Indiana Jones five. Mm-hmm. He directed Logan. He did three ten to Yuma, a lot of great films, but Copland was his second film. His first one was a film called heavy. And then yeah. he wrote, uh, he wrote Copland. I don't know how a second two time director, second director gets a cast with Robert De Niro, Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, Peter Berg, Robert Patrick, Janine Garofalo, Michael Rappaport, Annabella Sciorra, Noah Emmerich, Kathy Moriarty, John yeah. Spencer, Frank Vincent, Malik Yoba, Edie Falco, Paul Herman, <laughs> Paul Calderon. Uh, you know, th- this is a deep cast full of really heavy hitters. Didn't Stallone have a lot to do with that, though? Like, like bringing these heavies into it like was, wasn't it his idea no, well, for the well, story well, or I, at yeah. first mangle didn't want it that heavy because it was like he okay, didn't want yeah. it like the the idea of wrangling all these stars was kind of yeah. a, you know that could be intimidating sure so if, you know if you and and ray Liotta's role is really in a, it's kind of one of the one of the more interesting roles because it, you know the movie's about a bunch of dirty cops yeah that live outside of new york city so because you know because of a loophole you know they don't have to live in the city and, and there's all these dirty dealings going on it this was a return uh, even though Sylvester Stallone considered this a, a miss in his career, this was kind of a, a dramatic role at a, at a time when, when people were kind of thinking he was a joke, you know, stop my mom or my mom will shoot. Yeah, yeah, he was doing yeah. Oscar. He was doing like those kind of crappy movies. And then they get him in. He gains 40 pounds for this role to play a, a small town sheriff who's in charge of yeah. the town where all these cops live, but is really powerless. Mm-hmm. And Ray Liotta's character is, is one of the cops, but he's an undercover cop and he's kind of, he, he certainly ain't clean, but he, but he he desires that he desires to to kind of cut cut free cut from loose it. from the beat. Yeah, so very BS, ambiguous yeah. character. He's not he's yeah. not a you know he's stealing cocaine. He's stealing evidence. He ends up burning down his own house to kind of get out from under, <laughs> and yeah. ends up killing his girlfriend by accident. She ends up burning and you know dying in the house because she wasn't supposed to be there. Um, yeah, he's, he's always like, he's always like sweaty. He always looks like he's like he's, he's uh, got like, that, like, that wild hair. He's yeah, yeah he's kind of he looks like he's wearing, really on the edge. Yeah, there. wearing <laughs> like loose loose clothing all the That's time, right. just yeah. you know, undercover cop type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they need you know even even if his role is smaller, you need somebody that can go because he's got scenes with Harvey Keitel. He he only has one scene with De Niro. It's at the very end. Yeah. Oddly enough, his his Goodfellas 
uh, you know, compatriot, but right. he's got a lot of scenes with Harvey Keitel and Harvey Keitel, you know, you got to come correct also. You can't, you know, that's right. He's, he's, he's as good. He's as good or, or better than De Niro. He's as good or better as, as Pacino. He's, well, he's one he of the, get, he's one of the major the players. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't get the yeah. recognition, but when you put him, you put him with De Niro and Copland and mm -hmm. Robert Patrick, uh, he's just got all these people that, you you've got to be a part of that, and and getting yeah. Ray Liotta was like a big win because that just like upped. If that of was like course. a no name or or somebody else, I, I don't think it would have been as compelling. But getting Ray, Ray Liotta in there to kind of dance with these guys, he can go toe to toe with with, with Harvey Keitel acting. And there's a great scene when they're in the bar when they're talking about that about yeah. acknowledging that you know he you know that they got all these phony loans for these houses and. You know, yeah. Ray Liotta feels like he's being shut out of everything now and and because these other dirty cops are, are kind of right. taking his place. So uh, powerful film. And then at the end, just the, the, at the very end, when he le he like leaves, he goes, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm getting out of this place. I had enough of you. That's right. And there's one scene where he's driving and he's taught he's he's like driving and he's going leaving Jersey and he's looking in the rearview mirror. And he's like, would you shut the hell up? Because it's like his conscience <laughs> is like talking to him like he can't. Yeah. Get out of his yeah, own he's got mind. some like, demons, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then he and then he kind of shows up at the end to kind of kind of he redeems himself. It, yeah, he kind of comes back. He kind of helps Stallone kind of clean up the town. Yeah, uh, it's just a great. Uh, it's you know, a, I, I walked it's out a of that movie like with a big smile on my face. I, I don't this know is, what movies. Uh, yeah, be. I don't know why. You know, it's it's it really there's not too much talk about it. No, I, you turned me onto this film. It's like you got to see this movie, yeah. and I finally did, and I was like, man. Yeah, how can any, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. it's just it was overkill of that kind of thing. But I remember <laughs> distinctly that Stallone, he didn't get any money for it, right? He didn't want any money for yeah, it. I'm not sure. I recall. It, it was, like, he, he was like, I want to do like this because it was considered like a kind of an independent type yeah, film. Yeah, budget right? was, was very like small. $15 million, $15 yeah, million dollar budget. Yeah. For those guys, they, they had to be working for scale. Yeah. Because the, the cast goes even deeper. I mean, I, I you know I can give you the who's who of like character actors, but but all the ones I I, I rattled off are those are like big name those are big name characters. And then you got a lot of these other New York actors that you see, like the character actors, sure. yeah. guys that play cops or or actually guys that play mobsters. And this one are I'm playing sure. cops, so you already get the the dirt. You know, you already know that they're corrupt. <laughs> Faces that you yeah yeah exactly you, probably, you know you would know Absolutely. guys that you yeah. would later see on the Sopranos like Paul Herman the great the late Paul Herman who who recently yeah. passed away as well he played Beansy in the Sopranos he was the lawyer <laughs> he was the, the fake lawyer in American Hustle yeah, he was the right. he was the coke dealer in Goodfellas yep. oh Karen you want to see helicopters I got heli you know that that guy's <laughs> everywhere so you you get all these these great character actors and you put them yeah. into these films and it just kind of it, it makes the world come alive. And, and Ray Liotta was so just, you know, uh, he's got a great scenes with Sylvester Stallone when he's talking about being a cop. Yeah. Um, and he just enhances it. He, you know, you, you, I, you get, you get him in there and he just, I, I definitely think it's one of Sly's best performances yeah. myself. Oh, absolutely. You know, to say that this was a miss, I don't know, you know, I don't know what you're, you did good in this film. I, mean, I, I, his acting, I thought, was phenomenal. Well, I, I think, I think he thought the movie was going to do better. I, I think he thought, oh, this is going to really kind of with this cast, like, like how are you going to miss? Yeah. And it made made like sixty three mil. I mean, it didn't do horrible. Yeah. But you know, it, you know, but I mean, before this, he did like Judge Dredd and and you know, Daylight and right, and that, the big and that kind of stuff. You know, so the, and this kind of stands right. he was out. Churning as a, out the big blockbuster like kind of stuff he's still doing the rocky films you yeah know, that, you know it was getting, yeah, it was getting well, over the top of course you know? except for yeah. except for the specialist i like the specialist in 95 with him and sharon yeah. stone and eric roberts i like that and i like rod steiger I, I'll, I'll go even <laughs> further i actually like assassins um, him and antonio with, banderas that's right yeah. I, I really like that film yeah. um that was uh the guy that did lead the weapon right that was yeah what the director yeah, Richard Donner did that. Oh, Assassins. Yeah, that was that was a. I thought that was a great film. Yeah, that um, was that was ninety five. Yeah, and the screenplay was by the Wachowskis. Oddly enough, See it that? was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and Julianne Moore was in that. That's right. Um, as one of her first perform first well, roles. She was still yeah. I mean, she was you know, so someone who also has a great agent is Julianne Moore because somehow she got like third billing in The Fugitive. And she's got like three, literally. And she well, her part like, was supposed to be a lot bigger. It's like three she was lines. Supposed to be, 
you know, kind of oh, like the love interest. I think there. Oh, you, know, you like looking at X-rays? <laughs> that was like one of her lines, and then she had two more. Like, don't go yeah. anywhere was the third line, and then I'm tired. Can I go home now? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. So she's got it. Julianne's more. Julianne Moore has a great agent that secured that uh, third billing for a movie that she was barely in. But so the other choice that I had would have been Narc. Um, with Jason Patrick, with Jason Patrick, yeah. Joe Carnahan. Joe that Carnahan was, that was an intense movie where he plays, he plays a cop and he's, he's not a bad cop in it. He's just really obsessed and really over the edge and just real. I mean, just, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and of course, anytime you see Jason Patrick too, I always, I always loved him, but he, yeah. he, he really fell wasn't off, in. Unfortunately he did. He really, he did that movie Geronimo. This was after, mm-hmm. uh, and after know, Rush also after Rush, Rush. Was I loved Rush. That was such a great film. Um, and yeah, just like, what the hell happened to the guy? And then, you know, and he shows up in this. And this Joe Carnahan was a up-and-comer. I think this was only like his second film or something too. But but again, uh, a considerable cast. And it was just a really intense thriller. I, I, I really I really enjoyed this film. You know, so, but that would have been my the other choice. But I kind of wanted to go, you know, to do something without the, the stigma of the the cop, the intense cop, or anything to do with <laughs> the dirty side of law, or you know, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, like I mean, that. you could you could absolutely. I mean, with, I didn't count he's the amount of films it. he's done, but you could. I mean, you could cher- if you wanted to, you could cherry pick and say, yeah, he's been because he did the the show Shades of Blue. Yeah, uh, the, where he's uh, a dirty, was he's it a dirty the, cop. the place beyond the pines? He was yeah. a dirty cop in that, but that was like a creepy. Did you ever see that? I did not. Oh my I, god, it's, I, it's a I really long one. film, yeah. but it's and it, it's almost like two films in one. Half of it is like, like with uh, Bradley Cooper, and then the other half. I heard good things though. Yeah, yeah. It's is with um, his name escapes me. God, <laughs> oh man, senior moment. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no, I, no, I need it. Oh, I he's got to look at. He's got to look it up. I got to look it up. It's the place beyond the pines. <sighs> Please. Uh, oh God! It, you're you're gonna slap me when I tell you who it is. It's uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <sighs> Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Why couldn't I think of his name? That's horrible. Bradley Cooper. Oh, I get, yeah. yeah was, ben Mendelsohn. Two, two films. Like like half of it was about Ryan Gosling and his story. The other half was about Bradley Cooper. Dane DeHaan, who was yeah, uh, Dane DeHaan was was the Green Goblin and yeah, in uh, this or Spider Man, Harry yeah. Osborne Green Goblin, Ava Mendez. Yep. Yeah, so it was really, oh, it was really, yeah, really strange hours and film. Twenty minutes, yeah. Strange okay. film, but but I, I got to go back. You know, the, the light side of Ray Liotta. Um, like I said, he he, he was in uh, he was the leader of the Bubble Poppin' Boys, the gang in SpongeBob SquarePants, where SpongeBob <laughs> is kind of bl- blowing bubbles in in the city, and his activity activates the Bubble Squad, the Bubble Gang to come because the bubbles <laughs> would be blinding people, so they outlawed bubble popping in the city. Yeah. So Ray Liotta is like the leader of the gang and they're like fit the fish and they're, and they're like, like SpongeBob is blowing the bubbles and the, and the gang is like walking down the alley towards him. And he's like, you know, we're the leader. No one blows bubbles in this city, you know? So he, he had those lighthearted moments to, and especially. I should have like had, I should have had my son, my son and daughter on with, with me with this one. Cause they <laughs> love that show. I, I never got it. I, I don't know. Oh, sorry, but SpongeBob I, is great. I, I, it is. I, you know what? I love the movie. The, when the, the first movie came out, uh-huh. with the, they, to me, it was an extension of Ren and Stimpy. Like, like David Hasselhoff. The, yeah. the, the, the humor was like not as intense and not as like adult oriented as Ren and Stimpy, but it was, it was enough, like, though. It was edgy it was enough. Of, it was kind of, but, they yeah. brought it down a little bit, but a lot of the same artwork when they would have like a still frame of a close up and it would be like a craggly hand or something. Right. Th- that, that wasn't I, Ren and Stimpy. When I, when I was watching SpongeBob, I'm like, they're getting a lot of that aesthetic there. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the great, the great Clint, Clancy Brown is Mr. Krabs. So yeah, so he he did he, he was in the sequel to, to Sin City. So yeah, Ray Liotta, such a such a prolific guy, such a a great actor. And, and it's and it's it's unfortunate that we we ended up doing an episode after his passing. But but when it when well, he did I mean, pass, I thought it was, you know we both thought it was an opportunity. How can we not? Because and, and and it's it was the right you know, time you, to you, pay tribute to this. You could and this, uh, you know. Unfortunately, I don't think this is going to be a thing, you know. But unfortunately, because the because he passed so unexpected, um, it was a shock. So yeah, yeah and 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 you know, we we you know, he is one of our favorite actors. So we we felt we wanted to do him. Yeah, we want we wanted to pay tribute to someone. Love to pay tribute to him. Of, yeah. A lot of our favorite films, and again, like a lot of stuff that we haven't seen. So we're not portraying that we are, we're the do all and end all and have his filmography. But right, um, you, you've seen him in enough things, and he's and he's just done enough 
Uh, and it's so varied. And that, that's the thing, you know, is, yep. is for, for a guy like him who, who has the looks of a gangster and could, could do that, just continue to play against type, continue to look for roles that would challenge him and do so. And not afraid to make fun of, right. Not afraid to be on the Simpsons, not afraid to be on, on, right. on family guy, kind of do those guest spots and have fun with it, you know, and, and, and enjoy the, the, the art or the craft of acting, no matter what it was at video games too. a lot of, you know, actors, Oh, I want to do a video game. He did the, he did the voiceover. It became an iconic thing in, in, yeah. in video game history of him doing grand theft auto series. So right. apparently his, uh, his, his partner, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they were married. Uh, no, they was, they were, it was a fiance. Fiance. Yeah. She, she said nothing, but like he just, we, they just laughed all the time. He had such a great sense of humor. There was no ego. He was a really good guy. And, and oh, yeah, it's such a, such a tragedy. Such yeah, a He also did Call of Duty. He did a voice for Call of Duty, which yeah. is another big uh, video game series. One of my favorite video game series is, is Call of Duty. So he did that too. Yeah. Not afraid to do that kind of stuff. He was in uh, Young Sheldon. So again, the, the guy just, I get the impression that he loved acting. He did. You know, I, I, that's, that's the thing. Like I said, big, big filmography, but I don't get the impression it, it, it was never, paycheck. It never I mean, obviously felt, you got to eat to live, but. Uh, it never felt like it was an effort for him either, I might add. I mean, if you, you watch his performance, they're so, they just come off so natural. And so yeah. I remember that. What was that other one he did with, with Kurt Russell and Madeline Stowe? Unlawful he was Entry, like, was, which unlawful was going to be on my list. He, yeah, he was the bad cop. He was, he was the psycho cop <laughs> oh, in that Oh, my one. God, yeah. And he yeah. was after Madeline Stowe. He was really right. like obsessed with her. And Kurt Russell was in his... And his I good guy phase of after he did like breakdown, right? Where he, he was, was like that good guy. Was the, he was the reason I saw that film. I want, we saw, I saw that in the theater because uh. it was after Goodfellas and I loved him, you know? So yeah, it's like, but I didn't expect him to be such a, you know, and it was, it was a nice turn. It was a, a really cool, like, again, yeah. very different, very different yeah, role. He, he did, so. he did Goodfellas in, in 90, in 92, he did two films. He did article 99 where he played a doctor yeah, and then he, he did unlawful entry. Yeah. You know, and then the, the I mean, he, he's got a, a thing for doing multiple films in a year because in 94, he did No Escape and Karina Karina, which you couldn't be to have two diametrically opposed roles. Again, so yeah. it's not like he's saying, hey, get me, you know, the guy that is always this or get me the guy just doing different, different things, you know, right. and I, I gotta, I gotta appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and like I said, the year you know the year with with Blow was it was Heartbreakers and Hannibal. You couldn't get three different, right? You know, Hannibal was was just kind of a depressing, creepy film. Uh, yeah. and the fact that he showed up and it was like, oh, it was like kind of like a bonus. You see his um, name in the credits, or even if you don't see it, but it's it's, it's even better when you don't, you know, when he's not in the credits. Huh. Or if they don't have any credits in the beginning of a film, and then he shows up, and it's like, oh, he's in this. You know, like you know, <laughs> it's always it's always a pleasure to see him. Yeah, and then yeah, he I, was don't in, it, um, I don't think there was ever a role where I didn't like him, where I did, where it's like I he just you know was horrible. Or I'm sure yeah. there were films that he didn't do as well or whatever like that. But I I never I was never never disappointed to see him. Never never like oh yeah, oh, yeah. when you always get I a got tired of him. Really yeah, know, there's always yeah. a smile on your face. And that's going to do it for this look back at some of our favorite performances from one of our favorite actors, Ray Liotta. If you've got a favorite performance that we didn't talk about, find us on social media at 3324podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Share your favorite performance from Ray Liotta. We would absolutely love to hear it. So for Eric, this has been Dean. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the 3324 podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important. So make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation. 